Good afternoon, everybody. Bandwidth and Banner is back again. Thank you all for joining us today. It's a very, <laughs> that dramatic pause at the front was, was both accidental and on purpose because, wow, oh my God, if you are a gamer at all and ha have not been living under a rock, you will have known the drama that's been going on right now. But I, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself because our intro is the following. Uh, this is Bandwidth and Banter, and uh, our, your hosts today are Druid IRL across the way, and myself, Stormy D. Welcome to Stormkeep, where we, we discuss all kinds of things related to streaming and gaming and YouTube and generally lots of amazing, fun things. And the big, the big topic today, the big topic today, guys, is the following. Like I said, if you, if, if you're a gamer at all, especially if you're into, you know, strategy games, tabletop games, role-playing games, you'll yeah. know the drama that's going on from Wizards of the Coast uh, and the mm -hmm. OpenGL 1.1 uh, nonsense. I'm so, I, I've been so flabbergasted how much this has escalated. And so I'm going to state this right off the bat with you guys. I know this is kind of overly dramatic for, for, a, for a fancy YouTube title, but here it is. I think that we need to kill D&D in order to save it. I agree. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, ironically, I'm, not the, I'm obviously not the only one who thinks that. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's stating it in that manner. But basically, uh, all the other you know, third-party, the big-name third-party companies uh, are kind of doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. or, or they view things the same way. Let me, uh, I got, a, I got a, the, the, some notes here. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna re re rephrase that. We must kill D&D in order to save it. Like a phoenix yeah. rising from the ashes or a resurrection spell on a beloved D&D character, <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons must die and be reborn to evolve slash ascend to its next incarnation. And this, yeah. is, this is what I mean by that. So. Real quick, I'm going to have the Druid IRL kind of recap from her perspective what the drama is all about this week, uh, and, and I'll fill in any gaps if, if, if there are any. So for me, it's like, it feels like as a, as a casual like observer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who is new to the D&D &D world, right. and it just it feels very uh cruel to the people that have made D, &D such a big deal right first tell us what's happened well like so, some folks may so, not know so let's recap it for them real quick okay so basically uh um wizards of the coast back in the day i think this was like during 3.5 they made the open gaming license where they where like, you could create any content that is compatible with this and you can sell it and make a profit and we're not gonna charge you royalties or anything like that. And, um, layman's terms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, um, That's, so by the way, doing... sorry to interrupt. That is called oh. the Open Gaming License 1.0A, mm -hmm. just for, for 1. you guys to know. 1.0A. Yeah. Um, and then, and so now the big controversy is about the OGL 1.1, 1. 1, 
where they're like gonna start charging royalties and that they're gonna say that they own everybody's content that that uh posts under this license it's and it's gonna really really affect a lot of people whose livelihood is this third-party content that has built D&D from you know a niche thing to a Mainstream. really popular niche thing right I still would <laughs> I would consider D&D nowadays to be pretty mainstream I think yeah. a lot of people uh, uh, nowadays you know and but on the same token uh, it's true that that Wizards is doing this because they know with a lot of the things that they have planned in the pipeline, it's going to be even bigger and more mainstream. With the, the movie that's coming out and some other mm -hmm. video games and other other things that they have planned, they yeah. are they they expect the growth of D and D to continue to grow. Uh, and and so uh, the the just to be clear, just to fill in a little bit of the gaps about what you were discussing about the Open GL. Yeah, so the Open GL was created back in the day, uh, effectively two thousand. Uh, I don't remember the date, but it was effectively um, around open. It, it, it was worked on back during uh, 3.0, 3.5, and uh, but the the funny and interesting thing is is that a lot of the uh, this is kind of jumping ahead on one of my topics, but a lot of the current founders and executives at Paizo. Which, by the way, Paizo is the publisher for D&D's biggest competitor, Pathfinder. Uh, which isn't really technically a competitor. Because they still publish under the OpenGL that in either 3.5, you know, in their format, in their content. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but basically, they, some of their executives and founders were, were working at Wizards of the Coast when the OpenGL was created. Yep. And um, sadly, you know, of course, they've left to go do their own thing over time. And that was, they left to do this their own thing because of fourth edition. Because mm -hmm. technically, Wizards sort of pseudo tried this a little bit with fourth edition. And also, fourth edition was such a, what's a train wreck dumpster fire of a product that yeah. it drove a lot of people away. Now, you know, since, since the, the, those mistakes and things, <coughs> D&D came out, you know, they, they, they corrected the, the ship, so to speak. They created 5th edition and they, and they moved mm -hmm. forward. And so that's, that's, that was, that's what, what's been going on from the past until now. Well, yeah. what happened recently, just a few weeks ago, at the end of last year, was that Wizards was... They had developed this new OpenGL 1.1 document that mm -hmm. they had shared with some third-party folks... And, and internally to get feedback to they were planning on on launching this OpenGL 1.1 it was mm -hmm. their plan it was obvious from the wording from the emails from the but it was leaked either yeah. either uh, a, a, an unhappy employee within wizards or a um maybe one of the third party companies that got to see it you know, yeah. who knows, Critical Role might have seen, may, one of those big guys might have, you know, yeah. been privy to this information. Somebody leaked this OpenGL 1.1 because they knew how terrible it was right off the bat. Yep. So, and, and to, to be clear, what's terrible about it is uh, a couple of main things. One, 
under the, the wording of the leaked OpenGL 1.1, uh, any D&D content would, would effectively be, any any D&D any content that you create and put out into public, whether it's, it's streaming, YouTube, when you uh, publish, you know, modules, monster books, treasure books, any kind of content like that, uh, third party or whatnot, uh, would be something that if wizard, based upon the wording of the uh, OpenGL 1.1, wizards would be able to claim that as their own and, and use it as they, as they want. Okay, so that's part one. There are three bad things about the OpenGL 1.1, all right? Now, okay. uh, let me say them out. Hold your question for a second. The second one was that they uh, wanted to charge massive royalty fees, 25%. For any third-party company making seven hundred fifty thousand or more off of D and D content, and twenty thousand, uh, excuse me, twenty percent for another tier. I forget the specifics of that, and, and that was a big deal because that would have hit Critical Role, that would have hit Paizo, that would have hit Cabal Press, that would have hit the big companies, that, which really aren't that big, relatively speaking. Uh, they're they're big fans, right? That that, that have have been have had great success because of, of the D&D OpenGL. And then the third thing uh, that the OpenGL 1.1 wanted to, to stop as well was they wanted to basically uh, revoke OpenGL 1.0a completely so mm -hmm. that, uh, that basically uh, they, they could at any time change the provisions at any time and uh, that, that, you know, like later on down the road, they could, you know, lower the um, the uh, the threshold amount on people, or hey, you're you're making this much on on you know you got to start paying us fees, you know. I believe there was even like a, a small five percent for some small. I don't know. There's there a lot of nonsense in OpenGL 1.1 that basically mm -hmm. was uh, the most draconian. Like if if Sauron and Count Strahd had a baby. Yep. That is exactly what the the executives of Wizards, you know, they they took advice from this evil being. Yeah, <laughs> because 100%. it was the the most vile, like you said, cruel way yeah. that that they could basically thumb their nose at the community. Uh, they, yeah. First of all, the OpenGL 1.0a, literally in the wording, intended to be unrevocable and perpetual. Yeah. But, but because of some soft language from way back in the day, because, you know, the people who put it together back then didn't really think anyone would be stupid or evil enough to actually, you know, go this, this draconian. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't, yeah. it was a little bit too soft on the language. So there was still some wiggle room, some legal rigor room. Now I'm not a le legal expert, but, I, but um, uh, you know, let's just say that uh, I do understand a few things about the law. Uh, I actually, mm -hmm. Um, have a family member who's a retired attorney. I worked at, uh, for a while as a, a paralegal, a short while, like six months. Um, and uh, also, um, uh, I, you know, I have watched quite a few interesting YouTube videos from legal experts who've discussed this this topic. And yeah. uh, and and you know, uh, I want to clarify that you know, like I said, I'm no legal expert. But the bottom line is, is OpenGL 1.1 was meant to completely blow up like give give uh, wizards complete draconian control of everything and and 
And they specifically, there have been, there was even comments from their CEO about, right now our Dungeons and Dragons IP is uh, under monetized. <laughs> she literally said that. And so it was obvious that this was the intent for the whole thing, was so that they could, can, they could, you know, basically extra monetize D&D beyond what, what they already make. And har uh, har 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 yeah that's uh -huh. you got Sorry. me there, but but seriously all right so that's that's the recap of the drama that's been going on. Yes. Well, it's blown up like so many different YouTubers, all the D and D YouTubers, all the D and D streamers, us included, um, have have basically jumped into this fray to say their peace of mind, and they've pretty much all been right. And on top yeah. of that, not just them, but a like dozens of third-party developers who would be hit by this dramatically. Some of these companies, so just to be clear, they were wanting 25% royalties on the revenue, not the profit. Yeah. Some of these third-party companies don't even make 12%. Yeah. So there's no way they could hit the 25% mark. They don't have nope. enough margin. So nope. ultimately, that's, it li would... that's literally, that's literally like, you're ruining somebody's career that because and it's one of those things like third party cannot operate without somebody having to go buy the player's handbook right right or the dungeon master's handbook right and then they go to the website and then they see D, &D beyond mm -hmm. and then they're like i want to create characters and stuff i'm going to subscribe so i can have all of these extra character slots that's right. what i did I'm not even a big like I I I am so new to this like I'm just you know I'm just really getting into D and D and all like this is my first real campaign is with you and mm. it's like oh like what yeah it's a big I, deal I had a I had a couple of things that I wanted to say yeah um, please please share so your thoughts and feelings heard, as as a lay person as a new as know, a new person lover to this of D &D. right yeah. Um, I will say, uh, I, I am in no way, shape or form an attorney. I don't know anything. I do <laughs> under, like, I do understand though, when it mm -hmm. comes to legal language, they have to be very, very specific mm -hmm. because they can, because you can like pick and choose and play around with the language of, of, uh, May I say something to that, to that point? Yes. You're absolutely right. To be clear, uh, and this is something I was going to say later on, but just to, just to clarify things, um, you, you can't um, copyright a, a gaming mechanic, okay? Legally speaking, the, you can only copyright the creative way that that, that mechanic is presented. Mm -hmm. So basically, it, it boils down to the D20 mechanic system, because it's just based on an underlying foundation of a, of a type of mechanic, just like you can't copyright, a, 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 you know, a chemical compound, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, or mathematical formula, you can't, you can't copyright mechanics of a game. So, uh, but... How it's presented, the language that's used, which is what you segued into, the language that's used 
it can be copyrighted. So, you know, yeah. what they name their deities, what they name their monsters, their their items, their, you know, mm -hmm. what they name their spell, like how everything is is kind of created. Now, not all of it, like but a in, lot of it. That's intellectual property. Right. Which right. is protected. Right. Um, second thing I wanted to say was um, us streaming is actually not affected by this OGL. And that's because it's protected under like the fan content. As long as we're producing the content where it's free to view, we are protected to continue to play and stream because it's also under fair use. So we are at, we as streamers playing the game are not gonna be affected by Where did you get OGL. that info? Was it something you found on, on one of the YouTube videos? Or um, I, it was something under one of the uh, YouTube videos. Um, it was under uh, the Dungeon Dudes were the ones that were talking about that. Mm -hmm. I can also pull it up and look it up as well because it is apparently actually on the uh, Wizards of the Coast website. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say uh, I'm pretty sure that is correct. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. But I'm not 100% sure. I, I got to be I honest with be you that, that so no, you're you are not wrong in that I can see why why some folks would would think that but yes the problem is is the way they had written the OpenGL 1.1 the language used in it was basically that if you sign off and and so it what it means is the way it works is is whenever you buy a, a new DD product especially the online component of DD beyond right mm -hmm. then you you actually have to you're signing a license okay effectively if you sign on the dotted line of OpenGL 1.1, it basically, you are saying, uh, oh, well, I'm signing this contract, which this contract then says in, in, its, in its legalese, in its language, that it's okay for us to basically backtrack and do things uh, that, that you normally couldn't do. Because you've signed on it saying, oh, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I'm okay with this. And so you can do those things. So, so mm -hmm. what those guys said are, is not a hundred percent accurate. So okay. the the point of it is is perfect. So let me clarify Correct though. Me. So there's a difference between on a technical standpoint they are correct, right? But there's a difference between being technically correct and being able to afford to defend yourself. Mm. It doesn't matter what the law mm. is nowadays. What matters is who can afford to go 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 to the court to begin with. So yeah. us little streamers, if if for some reason Wizards of the Coast said, "Oh, well, these guys they're using some of our content without our permission and, you know, you guys either you need to cease and desist, they send us a cease and desist letter. They send us a uh, uh, you know, saying, oh, okay, you know, you, uh, you're streaming with this D&D content and you haven't, you know, gotten our permission to use that content. Uh, so you, you either cease and desist or you start paying us these, these royalty fees or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter whether we could potentially win in court. What matters is whether you can afford to go to court. I know that's terrible, but it's just the reality that we live in. Okay. And so, um, uh, and, and sometimes, even even if you can afford to go to court, if the other guys can hire better lawyers, they can still win. You know, the the yeah. the it, it's it's just it really is a mess. It really yeah. is. It's it's kind of like you said. It's it's cruel. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, lastly, I will say that 
it's still kind of a gray area. They made it sound black and white, but it's not technically. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So there's okay, a bit cool. more to it. No, I, I appreciate that. And I love to learn and all of that stuff. And my last little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I started this new class mm -hmm. and it's right now we're talking about ethics and ethics in business. <laughs> and the example that they used as a stellar example of business ethics was Hasbro. And I'm like, oh, guys, what? guess what? Are you serious? Yeah, dude. So you got to like be an, kidding me. <laughs> I'm using this like interactive textbook and I'm like, oh, y'all have no clue. This is not true. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So I'm like, so I'm like in this middle of this discussion for school about how like they're like using Hasbro as an example of quality. And I'm like, oh, nope. Not anymore <laughs> anyway. The, the irony is this isn't the, this is not the first time in a in a few month period of time that Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast has effed their community. A lot of people don't know. We've kind of talked about it on stream a few times. But Wizards of the Coast, when they recently came out with their 30th anniversary uh, special uh, edition, you know, reprint of Alpha, it was, mm -hmm. a, it was a major fiasco. It blew up in their face because it was, it was evil. Like the product that they were selling was basically, they, first they had always promised in the past they would never reprint Alpha and Beta. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then they decided, oh, well, we're going to do that, but we're going to call it proxies. So you literally cannot use them in any tournament, or, and you can't even use them in your kitchen table with your buddies if they don't want you to. But yeah. technically, since they're proxies, your buddies wouldn't care, right? But the bottom yeah. line is, is this is what made it terrible. First of all, you're buying four packs of Magic the Gathering Alpha cards, and, and they were literally just like Alpha packs, except for slightly newer artwork, right? Yeah. And the other part was that they were still randomized, just like packs were, so it could have a Black Lotus, or it could have a savannah lion, you know, something that's not worth squat, right? Yeah. But the, the worst part is not only is it proxies, so is it actually going to be worth anything since it's a reprint of a, that's a, a proxy reprint? And the worst mm -hmm. part was it cost $1,000, $999 yep. for four packs that were random. So you could end up yep. getting crap in the, these packs that you spent a fortune on. Yep. And so, the, yeah, the, the the magic community was up up in arms over this. Yeah. And they completely boycotted that product. And and so now they turn right around and do this with, oh, my God. It's like, what I are know, you guys it's, doing? It's insane. And it's one of the, like, you know, and what sucks, too, is, like, I'm in this position. Like, I did, I, I've been a subscriber to D&D Beyond. Yeah. I use D&D Beyond for my character sheet. Right. For our stream. And it's like, it makes me feel really icky. Well, uh, that's and something that, that, that during our conversation today, I was going to get to. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. That's something that yeah. we, we should discuss. But let's uh, cover these other topics a little bit first, if you don't mind. I got some other I don't stuff. mind. Okay. Hold awesome. on. There's a highlighted message. Somebody used points. Uh-oh. Fun note, fun note about some of the new art for the 30th anniversary is they cropped artists' names to reduce royalties. Also, check other comment about IP wow. issues. Also, the streaming thing is iffy, but if IP law for fan-made stuff can't generate revenue off of even though you're not charged charging to view since David is receiving money for using D&D licensed products 
he doesn't fall under fair use. What did Wizards of the Coast do this time? You don't know Electric Bob? My good golly. Uh, yep. So, uh, basically, we'll, we'll be talking about it today. I'm going to go over a little bit more. And then, you know, if anything that you missed, if you came in a little bit late, feel free to... By the way, welcome it, one and all. Electric Bob, Low Life Raccoon, Thrall Star, um, Dagoth, Kill BG, Banana Tom, Lovendia. Good to see you guys. Appreciate you guys. So I'm going to jump back to it since this is also going to be going up on, on YouTube. But um, <clears throat> So <clears throat> basically, uh, let me go over this, this second part of this topic here. Uh, so I was discussing that I think we need to kill D&D to save it. What mm -hmm. I mean by that is uh, <sighs> Wizards of the Coast, their executives, are so... I don't think their executive leadership and the board of directors of this company really understand their product at all. They do not understand their product at all. And I don't think they are the best stewards anymore of that of their products. Now, now to be fair, be fair, I want to I want to separately single out all of the game developers that work at Wizards on these products. Okay? Those folks are amazing. Thank you yes. all for, for creating these beautiful things for us. Yes. Right? But they are not the ones running the show who want to do this shady, draconian, evil crap. Okay? Yeah. These are, we got we to gotta differentiate that we're talking about the, the CEO and other executive leadership literally wanting to suck more money out of our wallets. Yeah. There's, there's the two different sides. Right. The creative there the people, folks. There are the nerds that we must love and support. Right. And then there's the corporate evil. Yeah. And I'm, I, I just find it, it's sad, too. too. So, at any rate, um, uh, I just wanted to, to, to be clear to differentiate that. And what I mean by killing D&D to save it, 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 it turns out that uh, there are a number... So, D&D's primary competitor we were discussing earlier is Paizo, which, which puts out Pathfinder. And yes. Pathfinder was a direct answer to fourth edition, even though technically it was kind of in development before that, but it was really, mm -hmm. people were unhappy with, with things. And, and so, I mean, I'm kind of over, I may be getting some of my timeline and history messed up a little bit. Yeah. So, so forgive me if that's the case. But the, 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 the reality is, is that Pathfinder is a very popular alternative to Dungeons and Dragons using still the D20 system. Right. Yes. And uh, and Cabal Press is another publisher that uh, puts out stuff. They basically are, are the other big name in the industry. There's a bunch of them though that have all kind of uh, decided. You know what? This is this is BS. We're not going to deal with this. So Cabal Press has, has said they're going to come out with their own game system. And but then just yesterday, Paizo announced that they are going to create their own uh, what they call the open rpg creative license and which is their the nickname for it is orc o-r-c yep. which is clever and cute of i course. love it so much yes 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 and and, and that and, alone makes me just want to commit right <laughs> i know Pathfinder. right me too me too and so <laughs> they have decided that they are going that they have they've shown that their their intent is to create this license in perpetuity and un and to be completely unrevocable Yep. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly read my little note about this. 
The most notable competitors and publishers of D&D related products have all announced plans to either create a new D&D 20 based RPG system or are rallying behind those who do. The biggest names are Cabal Press and Paizo, the developers of Pathfinder, which was its own response to the dumpster fire that was D&D 4th edition. Both of these fantasy RPG tech giants are not only developing their own gaming systems to replace D&D, but Paizo is even planning to create its own completely open RPG system they call ORC, which stands for the Open RPG Creative License. It's intended to be the framework for a complete base system that will be perpetually and irrevocably open gaming mechanic. And so yep. that is a beautiful thing. And that's what I mean yes. by we need to kill D&D in order to save it. So the way we do that is we got to just dump Wizards of the Coast completely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I do want to be clear. I'm jumping ahead a little bit here because I created the, these notes based upon information that I had this morning. But since yes. then, Wizards has come out with a statement. They yes. finally came out with a statement, and it was finally. It it had some some cute oh please forgive us kind of language in it, but it also oh, yeah. had some absolute trash bullshit lies, absolute lies. Yeah. In it. Yep. And yep. um and I, so I think I would probably watch the same breakdown video. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was so shady that it just makes me cringe even more, and and so my 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 idea of killing the indie to save it is. If we can basically abandon it enough that it becomes a worthless product to wizards, my dream is that that that's, that's you know some non-evil Elon Musk person or company comes along and swoops in and buys it out from 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 uh, Hasbro and does something right with it. That's not going to happen, realistically speaking. Uh -huh. But. Um, I think realistically, at the very least, we'll, we will we will force them into a position where they have to backpedal completely off of this, and and maybe get, get some folks to fall on their sword. They're going to have to dump some people who made these these choices because that's yep. the only way they're going to get get the uh, even. That's just a, a start for for yeah. for getting the community back together. Because if they don't do those kinds of things, then the, like their credibility is just destroyed right now yeah um i am i am like at this point like being so fresh into you know tabletop role playing you know being so fresh into this whole thing for me like and also like i'm a really big fan of people that are really big fans of things <laughs> right enough that they want to like dedicate their lives to like build something mm -hmm. to like love and support their own like passion and stuff like it's it it's um it really i i don't think there's any way that they could earn my trust back yeah. at this point i think As it's somebody... possible but i think like i said we have to kill it in, in in so that it can come back as something better with with better people you know yeah uh, protecting it i think uh yeah. and, and to but, that end you were talking oh i'm sorry right, go ahead oh but it but it's one of those things like you know most people are brand loyalists and mm. if the brand just destroys you I mean, for me, it's like one of those things. Like, I'm fully ready. If you're if you're down, like, I'm fully ready to commit to Pathfinder. Well, As we're gonna get to that. Is... We're gonna get to that. Yeah. I, and I do want to point out, 
talking about pe people who are passionate doing something uh, uh, just this might date me a little bit i'm going to be honest with you guys i and maybe you guys have heard me say this before i don't know i have been playing dungeons and dragons since i was 12 years old right back the original basic expert sets in 81 and um uh it has been my first hobby my first love and uh, I always believed that no matter what happened, that I would always, uh, you know, stick with this hobby. And it's true that I am. Uh, just, you know, the thing is D&D, &D, what I mean, this again explains even further what I mean by killing it to save it, is that D&D &D isn't about the company that owns it. Yeah. It's not about the company that's publishing under the name Dungeons and Dragons. It's a the first fantasy TTRPG that really spoke, that, that awakened the imagination in, in, in me and so many others and has continued to do so over, over the last few decades. And um, I think, you know, uh, no matter what, I'm always going to uh, come back to my first love. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, but, but I, I do feel like that doesn't mean, you know, I feel like the essence of what D and D is could be under a different, you know, uh, leadership and a different name, you know? Yeah. So it really doesn't matter to me w what name it is. It's still Dungeons and Dragons at its heart. Even yeah. if the, the IP Dungeons and Dragons is owned by some draconian overlords, <laughs> I don't care about them or the name. You know, yeah. and, and, and speaking to that, um, um, I think, I think here's where we go with kind of my speculation for the future. Um, first, I, I think the backlash will be big enough that, uh, wizards will need to backtrack, which they already have. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, even though the backtrack was like, you could tell somebody spent some time writing it. They probably were up all night writing it, but I, I, I still feel like they didn't go far enough. And um, uh, th there's going to need some. They're they're going to there's going to need to be some scapegoat goats that fall on their sword uh, for this, and, and that still may not be enough to turn things around. Uh, yeah. They have destroyed so much faith and credibility. It'll be quite some time before they can regain the public trust. And, and I think that's the good thing. That's the point I'm trying to make is that, that uh, we need to, and I love that, that Paizo wants to create this community-based open, true open GL called a work, right? I think yeah. that is the heart of Dungeons yes! & Dragons, right? And yes! we're doing it to go together. And so that's how we, you know, eventually in the future, we'll see D&D resurrected in a different way. And yeah. um, let's see, the second thing I wanted to point out going forward in the future, um, I don't think that small streamers like us will be targeted in any time frame where we can't uh, finish our current campaign, for example. I, I agree. Uh, if this goes all the way to litigation, then it'll actually take a lot of time. Uh, yes. So I, 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 I don't think it's really going to affect us at all during this campaign. We'll just continue yes. it out. Although I do... I did want to kind of discuss with you and Fate about potentially um, if you guys would be willing to dump your D&D &D Beyond accounts. I can, you know, 
Good, good. <laughs> I can send you guys some, some character sheets that you can use. And you don't even have to, they, if you would prefer to use digital, you don't have to print them out. There's some, some digital ones I found that can work. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, the other thing, let's see, the other point I was going to make. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, despite my belief that in the long run, wizards will have to come back off of this, in case I'm wrong, uh, for our next campaign in the future, I'm going to create my own customized RPG for us to play based around the same mechanics. So okay. uh, we're going to have to work on that together some, if that's okay with you guys. But basically, it's just going to be a matter of renaming things. And to be honest, I was already thinking about changing some interesting mechanics up with character creation. One example that I can give would be that, you know how nowadays when you create a character, you know, you... You, uh, if, if you're, if you're doing a tr kind of a traditional low power Dungeons and Dragons campaign, then you roll, you just roll 3d6 and then throw it all together. And, you know, you just have kind of these potentially, you know, some, some of the ability scores are going to be good and some of the ability scores are going to be terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, um, and then, and then also, you know, we obviously used a high power campaign where I had you guys mm -hmm. roll you know, pretty aggressively to get high scores. I wanted you to feel heroic for your first time out. Yeah. Well, uh, I've always thought instead of making people roll to get random ability scores and potentially get godlike abilities or get, you know, super mediocre abilities, I, I, I have come up with the, my own kind of point system that I think will, will work better for uh, the level progression. And, you... and what? What? I... Are you telling me that you want to create your own like D twenty system? Yeah. On the uh, based on the orc open gaming license kind of thing. Well, and, like, I, I don't know do, if it like... necessarily needs orc at all, right? Because okay. it, again, you can't okay. you can't copyright game mechanics. Yeah. So I, I don't see why we can't come up with our own system that uses some of those D twenty mechanics, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I told you guys this was going to be a special episode. <laughs> um, I, am, I am confident that I can create a gaming system. <laughs> Make Stormy, Stormy do the thing. What? what? I fully support. I'm going to start rallying the troops, making it happen. Good, good. I want, I want a Stormy made the game so bad wow i'm honored you 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 <laughs> wore my heart by the way speaking of heart check this out this it looks kind of like a batman shirt but it's not can you see what it is this it's ironic that i'm wearing this today see what yep. it is it's a dnd <laughs> shirt that star kitty got me <laughs> and i purposely wore it this day as a as an homage to the heart on my chest right the heart mm -hmm. of dnd which has nothing to do with Wizards of the Coast. You guys remember that? Just yep. because they own the IP right now, you know, just, just because it's being run by uh, greedy corporate vampires does not mean that it always will. So yep. it's up to us to, to do other things. So anyway, real quick, this is just a teaser of this RPG mechanic. So 
for the ability scores, I was thinking that what you do is you start out, all your abilities are base 10 at first level, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, you have, at each level, including first level, you have three points that you can spend. And you can put them wherever you want on your ability scores. Okay? So you're gonna start out super weak, but it makes sense because you're a first level character, right? Mm -hmm. uh, also, your race uh, will we'll give you a, a, a two-point bonus depending on the race. Like it might give you a two-point bonus or it might give you something else, right? And, and so uh, more, more than like, for example, if you're going to do, let's say, I, I don't want to use orc or half orc. I don't, I don't know. I guess technically orcs are not D&D. They're not D&D because they originally came from, uh, from Tolkien. Tolkien. So uh, let's say you're going to be a half orc. Obviously, you know, uh, you, you have two points to spend. We'll say that you can only put them into certain ability scores. I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that part yet. Maybe, maybe I'll do it that way, maybe not. But the, the idea is that, is that um, so from level one all the way up to level 20, you're, you're getting slowly stronger. You're, you're, you're weak for quite a while. It's going to be a lot more granular, right? But if you think about it, if you're getting three per level, that you spend every single level, then by the time you're level 11, you're going to actually be really strong because a lot of your abilities will be very powerful. And by the time mm -hmm. you actually get, so, because that's 33 points that you'll get to add to the base 10 of all of them, right? And I think at first level, I'll probably have some rule that lets you pull uh, one point from two different ability scores or two points from one ability score. So if you want to be really ugly or you want to be really dumb or you want to be really weak, you know, something like that. You know, th these are just some ideas that I've had. And so uh, I just feel like it would be neat because then you really feel that progression of getting stronger, getting more powerful, right? And of course, all of the ability scores I would come up with completely different names for. Like instead of strength, it would be power, right? Instead of dexterity, it might be agility, something like that. Right? Yeah, and then so that's that's just the, the, my little initial thoughts on the matter. Uh, the the main thing we'd have to be careful of is what figurines we use. I think, although there might be a, 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 some legal wiggle room with those, um, maybe I don't know. It just depends because technically speaking, they're just a toy. You don't sign a license when you buy a toy, and you can use the toy however you want. But again, mm -hmm. it, it boils down to one of those things where, oh, well, you could beat that in court. Yeah, only if you have the money to pay to go to court. So yeah. it does not matter if you're legally in the right. Remember that, guys. What matters is who can afford the best lawyer. And so it's, it's terrible it is the case, but it is the reality. And so um, back to what I was saying. I, I, I have some really neat ideas for our own customized RPG for us to play. And so that's what we're going to do if, if you guys are cool with it. We'll, uh, uh, at, the, at the beginning, you know, I'll create this base system, and it shouldn't take me too long to get the, the, original, the initial base system for us. And I'm going to create custom classes. Like, it's going to be fun. It will help you think tank. I know. I'll help you think tank. I know. You and Fade and, and Star Kitty? Oh, you my know, God. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're the person that you're going to probably love to hear the most out of is actually going to be fate. He... Something most nobody gets to see about fate um, is 
his his level of creativity always amazes me and it's one of those things where this is the opportunity to really showcase some of those really fun and like i would love to see your guys's like dynamic and like thinking through some of these processes and all of that oh yeah and i'm so ready i am so ready i'm so ready i am like you don't even know i'm already coming up with plans already coming up with plans to make <laughs> this happen awesome. i am ready you know I, I, and I, I concur with you uh, in the conversations that we've, that I've had with him and just in, just the way that he is constantly talking about the, the depths of his character and everything. I have seen the spark of what you're talking about. I know it's, uh, it's, it's, trust me, it has not escaped me. I see one of the, it's one of the things that you, and, and I see the way you look at him when he talks like that. It's one of the things that you love about him. And I think it's yeah. wonderful. I, 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 it's one of the things I love about him too. So it's so when we first started dating mm -hmm. and we we would go for a walk mm -hmm. and we would do the same walk, same path every time we'd walk down around the marina, up and down first street, down around the marina for hours mm -hmm. discussing character concepts, character ideas, story backlore, like all of these crazy things for hours man that's some great exercise do you guys still do that some we so it rains a lot here oh <laughs> so it's it's not not yet but we're gonna we're gonna we have to find our um raincoats. inspiration walking place <laughs> and some get some really good raincoats yeah but um no i feel like that's gonna the, it's gonna be i'm so excited Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Don't me too. Know. This is gonna be phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. I have to quick take a quick potty break though. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'll be right back. So while she's taking a potty break, does anybody else have any I'll oh, thank you, Banana Tom, for the bits and the, the, the great comments. Uh I gotta get some of these. Uh let's see here. Uh up here. Uh yeah, exactly. Watts, Watsy isn't really in charge. Well, it's it's not just Hasbro Thrall Star. It's 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 Hasbro and and uh, some executives in Wizards. But you're right. It is primarily the leadership of Hasbro that's causing this. I agree. Um, Rovendeer said best thing though was Pisa's response to the new OGO backlash. Biggest slap in Watsy I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Rovendeer. Uh, fun note about some of the new art for, oh yeah, it was, it was from earlier. Uh, by the way, we will chat the next topic when she comes back. Uh, we're going to talk about their response. Uh, they did basically backpedal some, mostly. Most of it has been a backpedal, but a lot of it was just a, more of a slap in the face because it was an obvious lie. But, um, uh, and yeah, you're right, uh, bad guys in suits go figure not all bad guy not all people in suits are bad guys to be clear guys i know you're you're kind of right though dagoff we shouldn't create you shouldn't have that kind of you know um thing you know where we assume that people in suits are going to be bad guys it's not always the case uh kills like you've been playing for nine total years yeah nine that's it that's how many i've been playing kill you got so, totally <laughs> only nine no i saw that earlier and i giggled <laughs> that's that's cute buddy um so uh 
let's see, game poggers, awesome. Uh, I feel like three points should be rewarded at the first level as well to separate play. Yeah, I, I did say that at a scene, first level. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're, you would go into a adventuring profession. At first level, you get three points to spend when you create your first character. Because you are basically going from a commoner to a professional adventurer. And so you're going to be slightly stronger and faster, or slightly smarter, or whatever, wherever you put those points into. Right, and, I, and like I said, I think your your race should give you some points to spend. Maybe we'll even make it somewhat kind of open, where the race uh, you you have one point that, that is race specific. Like you get two points. Well, maybe that's a bit too much. I don't know. I have to think about this. But uh, you get like two points. One one if you're a half orc, you can have one point that you're spending on. You have to spend on strength or con, right? And then one point you can put wherever you want. It could be in strength or con, or it could be somewhere else. That's just one idea. I'll have to think about it more. But Banana Tom says, legally they would have to issue a cease and desist before they could do anything to a small streamer. And another way around it would be a non-profit YouTube Switch account where you don't accept partnership affiliate status and to combat the earnings side, set up a pa Patreon with sneaky stuff. Yeah, but that's a lot of effort and work to, ooh, look at that, yeah. I don't, I don't own any Pathfinder stuff. I've never tried it. To be honest with you, I'm gonna be straight with you guys. Uh, I was never interested in Pathfinder because I've always played D&D and I've always loved D&D and despite the fact that I didn't like 4th edition uh, and, and I didn't, there's, I gotta be straight, some of the artwork and flavor of Pathfinder just kind of isn't, eh, it's just kind of like, ah, it's okay, but I don't care about that. I don't care about their, their particular artwork and flavor anymore. What I like about them is that they understand the heart of Dungeons and Dragons, and they're going to create this this orc, this open license, and uh, and and I think that's cool. So uh, their, their bestiaries are fun. Yeah, yeah, I got off on Those a tangent the there. Fine. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 that's all right. That's right. I was going to say, Banana Tom, uh, you're right. There are ways you can get around it, but then, Banana Tom, remember what I was saying? Legal, it doesn't really matter legally what what's going on. What matters is if they. If they come at you, all they got to do is send you a cease and desist letter through an email, which is super easy for a legal department to do. And then a little streamer like me can't fight it. It's not about whether we, we would win or not. It's about whether we can afford to go to, uh, to court. Uh, Kill says, Stormy following AAA company, selling us uh, alpha builds with the promise of complete games and DLCs. That would be... That would be cool, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought about that. I was honestly just thinking about creating this custom game for us to play on stream. But if people like it, then we can do the Kickstarter and make it a thing. Just saying. Thinking, oh, thinking in the future. I agree. I agree. And Dagoth, yes, absolutely. We would, we would want you in on this with some ideas and stuff. The big message, I remembered something else. Halfway through, I'll message you both points properly. Oh, no worries. Uh, more like nine by nine or more. Been watching some vids already for Pathfinder rules and such. Wow, yeah, really interested what Critical Role's take will be around this drama. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Critical Role, <laughs> the irony, all the, the interesting and irony of this is Critical Role is the reason why Wizards decided to go this route, right? Think about it. Critical Role, it, it, there's two. There, <sighs> critical Role is. Has has blown up Dungeons and Dragons popularity to such a massive degree that it made that yeah. it made Wizards a bundle of money. However, yeah. the folks at Critical Role are making all the bundle of money themselves, 
And and the wizard's executive are like, oh, we need to monetize some of that. That's we want that. that let me mm-hmm. put my hand in your pocket. And 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 so the the, the irony is is that uh, that 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 the the critical role helped create this monster too on accident, right? Because yeah. they've been so monstrously successful. Yeah. They got the attention of the executives and said, oh, wow, uh, if this can blow up this big where it's not just a hobby, it's it's something professional, then we better try and monetize that. And so, uh, yet on the same token, they've helped elevate D&D to make record profits for, for, for uh, yeah. Hasbro and Wizards. So it's really, yeah. it's just, it's just, I am with you. I, I can't wait to see what they have to say about it all. Yeah. Because every time I pull up D&D Beyond, I just hear Sam Regal's voice singing the D&D Beyond song that they that they play all the time. D- There's a D&D you know? Beyond song? That Sam Regal, yes. You're going to have to look it up. It's funny. But oh. that's the whole thing. Like, come on. You know? And, like, I understand, like, Critical Role makes a lot of money and stuff. Mm-hmm. And has brought so much popularity and everything. This is a case I, of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I lost my, my train of thought was just like more angry. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, more dis, not angry, disappointed. Yeah, super disappointed. This is this is the this is the Hasbro execs biting the hand that feeds them. They they did they they did this with uh, Magic 30th anniversary, and, and then they turned right around and did even worse with this OpenGL 1.1. Thank goodness for whoever leaked it. My goodness, yeah, no, can you imagine? No if, kidding, love you. Oh, if they if they had tried to to launch this, my God. <laughs> It would have been bad. Uh, quick question, and yeah. th- this was like a, this is a fleeting thought that yeah. I heard once, and it can be wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But isn't isn't like Wizards of Wizards of the Coast like the most profitable under the Hasbro? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasbro so, uh, Wizards of the Coast is is honestly the only profitable entity I think under under Hasbro. Like, if yeah. you think about... Hasbro is a gaming company, right? And, well, okay, I, I shouldn't say the only profitable, profitable. Hasbro sells a lot of board games, right? But most and they of also the, do, like... They also do, like, action figures right. through, like, Marvel and stuff, too, right? They yeah. do. Okay. Yeah, they, they do. They do that kind of stuff, too. And and probably, like, toy car. Lots of different toy products. Despite all that, Magic and D&D are their most profitable products. Right for obvious reasons because it's literally a license to print money. When you're printing a magic card, you're literally just printing. Oh, hey, this is worth fifty bucks. Here you go. <laughs> like, think about it. The packs. That's why. That, that like, the, the all the new fancy releases they've been having for magic cards is brilliant on their part. They can sell these little bundles, these tiny little bundles for 40 bucks, right? And just make money hand over and fist for, for printing these. They're reprints with specialized art of yeah. old cards, but they make it something that's appealing. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's, they use like, uh, what have they done? They've done 
they, they've done Warhammer, they've done D&D crossovers, they've done all these different crossovers, they've done like these cute little anime ones, these chibi ones, like all these things that they know that people want to collect. And those people want to collect it because they know when they get that card, it's going to be worth more than they paid for it, right? And so wizards can sell these, these products, these secret layers for 40 bucks for just a few cards, and they're just making money for, for pr basically printing on cardboard. Right. Yep. And 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 that is like, obviously they make money off of packs too from people who play, but it's collectors that is where they really make all their gold. And it's like the goose yep. that laid the golden egg. Like it's just pure, pure. Like it's super profitable, right? Yeah. But, I, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you plan on continuing to play stuff like Magic: The Gathering, or are you also going to be kind of? taking a step back away from that as well. That is a very good question. It's a tough one that I've been wrestling with the last, last couple of days. So, uh, I, in fact, tonight on, 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 on uh, my stream tonight, I'm going to be playing uh, Modern Magic. The thing is, is... Um, I don't know. It's something that Starkitty and I are going to have, to have a conversation about as to whether or not we want to continue to buy and to collect their, their, their stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, that's so, it, that sucks so bad. Yeah, it does. It I, really that does. hurts my feelings. I know. Like, I, I, I'm, like, the, I can sort of justify me playing on Magic the Gathering online because, um, the, uh, the way the system is set up, I'm not sending Wizards of the Coast any money. I'm renting cards from, now, technically speaking, those cards, you know, were won or bought from wizards, right? In, in their online client, right? But so the way, the way Magic the Gathering rental companies work, like Mana Traders, is they have their own collection that they've built up and they just mm -hmm. lease those cards out. You, you basically borrow them for a period of time to play on Magic the Gathering online for, during their, mm -hmm. their tournaments. So from my point of view, I could keep playing in perpetuity and not directly support Wizards because I'm not paying yeah. them any money. Although technically, I mean, yeah, I, can, I, I don't even have to pay for the entry fees because even though I have the few times I've bought ticks, technically once I start winning more, I should be able to what they call go infinite where I can win enough player points where I can just play the next match and just get keep getting enough player points. I just have to do, go 3-2 yeah. every time that I play in a league, okay? Yeah. And, and or if I'm not playing in a tournament, I'm just playing casually in, in, the, in the test areas, then there's no money exchanged at all. So technically speaking, I'm not directly supporting them, but by using their product, Magic the Gathering Online, I am still supporting them. So it, it does have me in a conundrum that I'm thinking about. And as far as us collecting the cards, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, it's something that, that, that Star Kitty and I are going to wrestle with. Uh, yeah. Like for, for one thing, yes, it's some of the same execs that ha have made decisions for both companies. Technically, the creative people behind both are different people, though, right? Different yeah. creative teams that yeah. run run Magic versus D and D. Um, I know, I can know that I can tell you this. I'm not going to use D and D pro D and D Beyond product. And I can't see myself buying any more Dungeons and Dragons product directly from Wizards, right? I, I can I'll buy third-party stuff. I won't buy yeah. 5e stuff. 
Not unless they're they're retraction like they need to more than just retract this. They it like the the what they said. Uh, this this is a case of accountants running a company over anyone who cares about the games and communities. Agreed. Quarterly profits are all that matters to them. Next quarter doesn't matter until it starts. Yep. Um, Little African said he had no idea that thing existed. Yeah. Um, so oh hey OG Blaze. So um, I'm gonna real quick kind of go over their statement. Yeah. They, they made an, a statement. I have only heard briefly, mm -hmm. a little bit. Right. All I heard was that there was a lot of lies in there. Yeah. Um, but I was half listening, half cleaning. So I am excited to hear what you have to say. What you're like, because this is gonna be pretty fresh for me. So if you guys are okay with it, I'm gonna use my uh, my one of my one of my uh, silly uh, accents that I use when I'm playing my stream games. As if I'm reading, you know, like when I play Daggerfall and I'm, I'm reading the notes that, that show up in our backpack. <laughs> I'm going to read it from that point of view, all right? Here we go. <clears throat> okay, let's go! When we initially conceived of revising the OGL, it was with three major goals in mind. First, we wanted the ability to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discriminatory products. Second, we wanted to address those attempting to use D&D in Web3, blockchain games, and NFTs by making clear that OGL content is limited to tabletop role-playing content like campaigns, modules, and supplements. And third, we wanted to ensure that the OGL is for the content creator, the homebrewer, the aspiring designer, our players, and the community, and major corporations to use for their own commercial and pr uh, promotional uh, not, excuse me, let me, let me, let me, not major corporations to use for their own commercial and promotional purpose. Driving these goals were two simple principles. Our job is to be good stewards of the game, and the OGL exists for the benefit of the fans. Yes, I'm, I'm throwing on that, that thick kind of sarcasm on purpose. Uh, nothing about those principles has wavered for a second. Believe me, please believe me. I had that part on. Um, that was why our early drafts of the new OGL included the provisions they did. That draft language was provided to content creators and publishers so their feedback could be considered before anything was finalized. In addition to language allowing us to address discriminatory and hateful conduct and clarifying what types of products the OGL covers, our drafts included royalty language designed to apply to large corporations attempting to use OGL content. It was never our intent to impact the vast majority of the community. All right, I'm going to pause here and talk about what we what, what that crap right there. So, first of all, that's just a load of horse crap. Like all that, yeah. like most of that was just straight up lies. Like they're, in, <laughs> um, this was not early drafts. This was something that was provide. You don't provide something like that just to get feedback. This yeah. was like close to the final draft. I guarantee you it was. Oh yeah. And um, they're they're talking about they're they're basically saying, oh, we want to we want to protect you from folks who would who would uh, use D D in a discriminatory or or, or hateful way. You know, like I, I get that they want to protect the IP from any kind of 
you know, vi uh, you know, um, like racism or bigotry or, or violence or, or anything like that. I get that they, you know, but I honestly think that they just threw this in as, as sort of a, like, to as appeal a, to the masses. Well, you know, it, it, when you, I'm not talking about Magic the Gathering, but when you go to watch a magic show, right, a magician, it's all about sleight of hand, right? Mm-hmm. Watch what this hand is doing while while you, you, you get your you get you, you know you get whoo you get tickled, right? Yeah. So yep. that is that's what that statement is. It's Lee Lee's sleight of hand. It's mm -hmm. it's trying to say, oh, we didn't really mean to do all these things. We we just want to protect people from these things. But you know, we just by the way, we were also going to have all this extra power because we were trying to be protective. Is what that's saying. And then on yep. top of that, this talking about how uh, our drafts included royalty language designed to apply to large corporations, uh, that's that's BS too. Like they really, yeah. that's that's so they could go after people like Critical Role and uh, and, and Paizo and Cabal Press, yeah. you know? <laughs> In Paizo's statement though, from mm -hmm. what I understand, mm -hmm. is that though they produced Pathfinder 2nd Edition, right. under the OGL 1.0a, right. technically nothing in Pathfinder 2nd Edition actually falls under that. They only, they only put it under that license so other people could still like cross-compatible right. create true. stuff. That is true. But, so once... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. But once they um, make you know, the orc licensing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they're actually going to pull it from that license and put it to that, right. to the new orc right. license. The thing is, is that th that is true. The, sec the second edition of Pathfinder was meant to be that way. It was meant to be kind of their own system, but inclusive so that people could use 5e D&D or whatever D&D content too. However, mm -hmm. it was still enough of a legal gray area. I'm sure that, that, uh, Paizo's lawyers were like, okay, we need to go hard this way. We need to go even farther this way, okay? By the way, just to be clear, both they and uh, Kabul Press were already working on these things. All they've done now is accelerate their timetable. So keep that in mind. It's kind of interesting. Yep. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you. It's just like, it's, it's silly that they think that the community is stupid that they would believe that statement. Uh, yeah. And now I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to I'm going to interject with my own little little you know comedic little tidbits. Yeah, here. and then I'm going to interject as well after okay. after you. All right. So, uh, however, it's clear from the reaction that we rolled a one. Wait, what does that mean again? Someone tell me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that was me adding Matt, <laughs> adding <Yeah>. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has become clear that it is no longer possible to fully achieve all three goals while still trying to staying true to our principles. So here's what we are doing. The next OGL will contain the provisions that allow us to protect and cultivate the inclusive environment we are trying to build and specify that it covers only content for TTRPGs. That means that other expressions such as educational and charitable campaigns, live streams, cosplay, VTT uses, etc. will remain unaffected by an OGL update. Content already released under 1.0a will also remain unaffected. So, 
I still think if you look at the legalese of that paragraph that I just said, um, it says that it's it only covers content to TTRPGs. Then I still think they're they're trying to sneak in the evil stuff right there because yeah. they're 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 not. They're thinking that we're not going to see that it's oh oh it's only for TTP for tabletop stuff. Well, when you're using tabletop stuff in a virtual tabletop, like they say, it's not not for VTT uses. But if they, the way contract law works, like we were discussing earlier, if you sign on to this OpenGL 1.1, right, uh, it means that you are signing to whatever it says. And if it says that, oh, we can go back and retract and, and backtrack whatever we want from the past, then it doesn't matter what they said just now. Because it, yes. all that matters is signing on the dotted line when you buy their product, whether it be a digital. And their intent, by the way, is to create a digital product that everybody wants to use. They, the, yes. the CEO said herself that they want to basically find a way to monetize D&D &D, uh, in the same way that, you know, a lot of video games do uh nowadays you know with subscriptions and stuff right that's what they want that's that's literally they want to have some sort of concurring re recurring income stream yep and uh and, and so anyway that, that let me continue on um what it will not contain anymore well i i added the anymore uh what it will not contain is any royalty structure it also will not include the license back provision that some people were afraid was a means for us to steal work. Okay, that's good. Um, again, I added that. That thought never crossed our minds. Bullshit. <laughs> Under any new OGL, you will own the content you create. We won't. Any language we put down will be crystal clear and unequivocal on that point. The license back language was intended to protect us and our partners from creators who incorrectly allege that we steal their work simply because of coincidental similarities. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, as we continue to invest in the game that we love and move forward with partnerships in film, television, and digital games, that risk is simply too great to ignore. Yes, the risk of losing profit from other stuff is too great to ignore. Uh, I added that little part. The new OGL will contain provisions to address that risk, but we will do it without a license back and without suggesting we have rights to the content you create. Your ideas and imagination are what makes this game special, and that belongs to you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, had to embellish that a little bit. All right. A couple of last thoughts. First, we won't be able to release the new OGL today because we need to make sure we get it right, but it is coming. Yes, we need to hire more lawyers to make sure that it's even sneakier than before. Yes. Okay, that's that's me adding on again. Yeah. <laughs> Second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because making your choices heard forces us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won, and so did we. Like, what What idiot put that paragraph in there? I'm thinking to myself, that sound makes you sound even more nefarious than before. Like, how did they do that? How did they, oh my God. That I also just want to say, 
They tried to be tricky with words mm. with a bunch of people that look at the words very closely of the game that they play, Yep. have thorough discussions with their teammates about it, and then they have very intense games based on this really hardcore dissecting of the words of the game. You are work you are trying to battle super nerds who like to play strategy games for fun. Your point yeah, your point is perfectly valid. <laughs> they're going their community, their their primary uh, product consumers they think are that they they think that they're stupid when they how can they possibly think that? The, the smartest people on the planet play these games. Yes. Are you? Are you? You are the ones who are dumb. If you they, think that you can get away with this BS. And they're shocked that mm -hmm. people read them and dissected them mm -hmm. and communicated with their friends to discuss them. Yep. Husband, I swear. Take that back. What did? What did he say? Um. He said, I'm dumb. No, I'm you are not. <laughs> Hi, that Faith. That hurt my feelings. All right. Sir. But anyways, mm. so I'm just saying, like, how in the world? Mm-hmm. You lit and like, literally, like, this is a small group of people trying to go against the entire mass of nerddom combined. Right. Like, they're out of their freaking mind. They're out yeah, of their mind. They're so, like... Mm -hmm. All right, last paragraph. Here we go. Got, got, to, got to wrap it up here. We got to finish it up with a big bang here. <clears throat> our plan was always to solicit the input of our community before any update to the OGL. <laughs> sure, right. Um, the drafts you've seen were attempting to do just that. We want to always delight fans and create experiences together that everyone loves. We realize we did not do that this time, and we are sorry for that. Our goal was to get exactly the type of feedback on which provisions worked and which did not, which we ultimately got from you. Any change this major could only have been done well if we were willing to take that feedback, no matter how it was provided. So we are. Thank you for caring enough to let us know, caring <laughs> to let us know what works and what doesn't, what you need and what scares you. Without knowing that, we can't do our part to make the new OGL match our principles. Finally, we'd appreciate the chance to make this right. We love D&D's devoted players and the creators who take them on so many incredible adventures. We won't let you down. I, I, I hope I was uh, a little bit over the top villain there. That was that was the intent. I mean, like I can tell that there are pieces of this that someone really probably thought was somewhat heartfelt, right? But there's so I much really like, crap in it. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I really like Thrall Star's point, which I'm gonna read it. Mm -hmm. They think we're dumb because they expect D&D &D players are equivalent to consumers in other communities. They, 
this would have worked easily against other communities. Yep, this is my symbol. That's nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it, Thrallstar. I, I, I completely agree with that statement, Thrallstar. And um, it's just like... <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of us mm -hmm. nerds mm -hmm. put up with a lot of shenanigans from people, like, you know, waiting for Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> right. Right. You know? We'll 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 take any excuse because we're excited. We're fans, diehard. Fa I have a tattoo, right? It is what it is. <laughs> but it's just, I, I'm disappointed. I'm genuinely just like, bro. There's rule book debates all the time. You don't think that this is a community of people that are going to debate the wording of the stuff. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if this sort of drama had happened to a younger version of myself, I would have been, I'll be honest with you, I would have been even more upset. Because, uh, like, you, you, I, I think you guys know how important D&D is to me, how this, this, how role-playing is to me, I should say, right? Yeah. And, and, and how passionate I am about it. it it's, it's, it's the first thing in my life that I loved just for myself. And I'm willing to kill it to save it. I'm willing to abandon it to make sure that it lives on. Yeah. That's... That's that's what it means. Yeah. And um, yeah. So uh, it's that's the, that's where we're at today. So their their little uh, update slash OGL. Much love to you, Fate. We'll see you later, brother. <clears throat> we have things to discuss, husband. Yes. <laughs> That, I love that face. <laughs> that is awesome. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I, I I teased earlier that my my dream scenario would be that some other corporate entity or or you know super wealthy individual would come along and and buy you know those those products from Hasbro, buy Wizards of the Coast, basically buy their subsidiary. That's not going to happen. For one thing, why, why would, you know, why would Hasbro even sell it, right? And, yeah. and it's just not realistic, too. It's just a pipe dream, obviously. It's not even a realistic pipe dream, for that matter. It's just a, a cute little thing to think about. Let your imagination yeah. run wild, right? But here's something that I really do hope does happen. And that's that I hope if whoever set this in motion, whatever executives at Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast set this in motion, I I in, I really intend that you guys somehow become enlightened about this. That that, that you get that you, you you see the picture. That you get the reality of it, you know, and and that you you truly try and understand 
<laughs> this product. The OGL is the reason why D&D is the, the number one um, fantasy RPG product. It's literally the reason why. It's not because it's the, the best of the, of the products that are out there. And so, uh, you know, the heart and flavor and feel of D&D isn't the name, right? It's, it's, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's this beautiful game that we all enjoy and love, you know, us, us, us nerddom. And not just nerds anymore, right? It's become so mainstream. There's so it many It has become people. so mm -hmm. mainstream. But that's beautiful, yes. right? Like, you know, something that was so fringe and people, you know, it, it's becoming a thing where people are now, it's another way to bond. It's another mm. way to be creative with each other. And it's another form of storytelling that is so integral to the human spirit. Yeah. And it's just another way of telling, because movies are big reading is big mm -hmm. but this is that interactive mm -hmm. storytelling exactly it's you know and that is foundational to being a human right and i'm not surprised that it became really popular me either i'm not surprised that people would fall in love with it and to be able to play these characters and have these things and you know express parts of them like fern is a, an expression of myself right you know she is an aspect of my of a part of myself that i share in doses but i get to express her in her fullest potential when we're playing dnd together yeah and and it helps me be able to like work through and process that part of me and integrate it into the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Where and people are like, all right, this is this is who she is. You know, and then like it's to that to that end. Yeah. So I love what you the way you pointed out. If you really stop and think about what Dungeons and Dragons and role playing games in general are really about, like you said, there there are two things that are are at the core of role playing. One is that community storytelling, which has been going on right since we were to, tooling around in caves, right? It's it's it speaks at it's it's at the core of who we are as human beings that, that interact that interactivity that you're talking about and the second thing is the is a, another deeper part of role playing that people don't don't really stop to think about but it's that 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 role playing is about uh, pretend that we all do when we're little kids right yeah. it's about getting in touch with that inner child right and letting it run free. And, and uh, being able to um, express, like you said, pieces of yourself that you don't normally in, in the regular day-to-day -day IRL. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, it's, it's a way to let your imagination waken up, you know, wake up and, and, and run, run wild and be creative. And um, uh, I, I think it's, I think role-playing games 
are the a deeper form of entertainment than than movies, television, comic books, books, any of those. Because they are so interactive and because they are so cathartic and because they they are so expressive and creative and imaginative. Like it's and collaborative. Right? It's it's instead of you passively, I mean granted uh, reading a book is a little more active than watching a movie or TV show, right? Because your mm -hmm. mind is the one that's creating the, the pictures in your mind through the words. Mm -hmm. But it's still mostly passive. You're, you're basically, your mind is filling in, the, you know, creating this imaginary world based upon the, the words that have been given to you, right? Mm -hmm. But with, with the role-playing game, you're constantly sharing these images with each other and, and, and these words with each other. Yeah. And, and it's dynamically creating a new reality on the fly. Yeah. And like, I love just being able to sit there and I can sit here <laughs> and I can tell my story with like, not just like with my words and stuff, but I can also sit here and just kind of do this little thing. Everybody knows what I'm doing. I'm planning shenanigans. And it's, it's beautiful, and I love it, and like we get to build this thing together, mm -hmm. and it's just like... I... Nothing can take that away! That's right. That's right. Including, you know, misguided corporate overlords. And that's what I'm gonna call them. I know earlier I was calling them evil and draconian and stuff like that, but that was... That but was... they can... They're gonna that's... just have to take a leadership course and learn about some ethics. Yeah. Okay. I, that was an exaggeration. That was. I yeah. don't really think that they're necessarily evil, awful people. I really don't. And I, my my sincerest hope is that they do get this, and they realize it, and they see it, and they understand it, and they, you know. And uh, I, I I do understand that in in a world of capitalism, you do got to protect your 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 right. You know, your your kind of uh, certain things. But yeah. That's not but, what, that's not what this was. Come on, guys. That's not what this was. No. This, and it's yeah. It was a power and cash grab. That's all this was. If you can't see it otherwise, then you need to find you know you need to let somebody else run Wizards of the Coast, run Hasbro, because you know the world isn't just about how much profit your company can make. Can you imagine like how how much their their like their stock? tanked after what happened happened with the magic stuff last year i can't imagine what it's going to do to it now like oh. if i were if i were a shell her shareholder in hasbro i'd be walking in on that board the next board meeting and saying you guys need to get some of these folks fired or they need to like you said go to a leadership course something they need to they need to wake the hell up because this is not how you run a company you do not understand your own product yeah because like if I didn't have D&D mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do that creative expression, mm -hmm. I would literally go insane. Because like, we all also need that break from reality. Yeah, that's true. And it's so much more fun to count virtual or like fake gold and pay bills there. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but yeah 
Let's uh, address some more folks chatting in, in chat. They were active. Oh, they sure were. Holy crap here. Uh, let's see. Aries said, ah, you will make the new Stormy D20 game bigger, better, faster. We have the technology. Then get to creating your own card game. Wizards of Coast, you're on notice. Stormy Games is on the way. I don't know about a card game, although I, I have a friend of mine I know who's actually actively working on a card game. Uh, I recommended to him that if he's going to make a new card game in, to, in today's world, he needs to make it a uh, um, a blockchain game. If it's going to be its, its own IP right off the bat, you need to make it a blockchain game. Uh, because that way you can use the blockchain to uh, effectively, permanently copyright every single piece of art. It, it, but not in a way where you where it's copyrighted from the standpoint of that you your company owns it. But instead, whenever like that that's a whole different can of worms. I don't want to jump into. But the bottom line is is that if you're going to start a a, a a game nowadays, a card game, it needs to be a blockchain game. That's my my perspective on it. And like we can have actually a whole bandwidth and banter where we talk about that in the future, but not not today. Uh, moving on. Um, uh, to be fair, being a nerd has become mainstream. Exactly, OG Blaze. You're 100% right by that. In fact, nerds run this freaking world. They do. I mean, uh, what, what, I believe there's, there's, you know, I'm not biblical or religious, but there's a quote in, in the, the Christian Bible that says, the meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> well, the nerds are the meek, aren't they? And, We're uh, the, sh the, oh, the, the shy, quiet ones behind the computer. Mm-hmm. Now I can't stop Fern voice. I know Dang. it's hard, hard to pull back, isn't it? Thrallstar says. So, hard. so the understandable thing Wizards of the Coast wants is to be able to remove an inappropriate content under their flag. Under current OGL, they had no recourse for people publishing racist, misogynistic, or other content they wouldn't want to be associated. I get that, but I feel like they could have just taken the time to add certain stipulations to the OGL that would stop that kind of content. It's pretty simple. What mm -hmm. they did was not just that. It was it was basically saying, no, we want to completely revoke the old OpenGL so we can have complete com uh, control over it now. And yep. and it was just an, a massive overreach. Uh, OG Blaze says, when I was growing up, I would have never told my people who I hung in the streets that I play games when I go home. Uh, but nowadays you can, and that's what's wonderful. Uh, Ari says, the road to darkness is always paved with good intentions. Yeah. Uh, uh, earlier, Thrallster said, absolutely, but is their product so need some kind of control to say is... It? Oh, yeah. Um, and he said, right, I used to be looked at in high school like a strange kid because I played PC games. Now half those people are game addicts or game devs themselves. We're just ahead of our time. That's right! Ahead of our time, Thrallstar yeah. said. For instance, I know published under the OGL was a counter manual to their monster rework. Interesting. Ares also added, which would make sense if they kept it private, but open source in our... Opening up the product removes most of the ability to control. This is them trying to take it back. What they're doing is classing business uh, psychology. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you meant leave. classic. Yeah, classic cl business psychology. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Ari said they went five steps forward to anger people and then step back three to sound agreeable. And in its place, they gained two steps. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that they probably they went too far though. They really yeah. went too far. Um, they should have took it four steps, not five. They if they were trying to go for that. <laughs> Aries was cheesy and teasing here. Um, growing up, I had to live a double life. I had my street side where I got in trouble. 
my game life where I got also got in trouble. Hmm. <laughs> You're just a troublemaker, OG Blaze. That's all right. We love you. <laughs> you be a rebel troublemaker. <clears throat> Aries. Aries. You don't want to see me insane. Yeah, you yeah. also would never see Faith again. Because he would be stuck dealing with the insane druid the yep. entire time. Uh, and 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 if you saw insane uh, druid Ares, she'd probably be wearing those contacts all the time that you can't see. That is so much. true. I would be wearing my all white contacts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I really am genuinely trying not to talk in burn voice. <laughs> hey, if it makes it easier. Out. She just keeps popping out. And she just keeps popping out now. She's mad. She, yeah. <laughs> She's mad from her other universe. Mad on your behalf. Because yeah. mm -hmm. well, I really like the, the Circle of Spores subclass. <laughs> I change my mind. No more insane dirt. No context. I want to sleep. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I may or may not wear them today on my stream. Just kidding. I won't do that. I, I don't think I can play Horizon Zero Dawn with those contacts. In. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we're getting close to wrap-up time for bandwidth and banter today. Um, any uh, final tidbits that you want to add to the discussion there, Druid? Um, I just... Okay, Bonanza. Um, I just want. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something on the bright side though. Mm -hmm. Because of this whole thing with OGL 1.1, I think what it did was not only did it expose that corporate greed. It inspired so much creativity yeah, and so true. much community. Yeah. So not only, so we're not really losing anything. What we're, what's happening is it, there is that reignition of community. There is um, a big spark in creativity and it's, There is gonna be a lot of really cool things that come from this. I concur. As crazy and as awful as it is, how so many people have to like reconsider what they're doing with with um, you know, what the futures for their like you know their companies and everything. I I can see how there's like everybody's gonna band together. Everybody's gonna push to support each other push to make sure that everybody is taken care of and that you know we're it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of good that comes from it as shitty as it is and as painful as it is for a lot of people especially for somebody like you stormy who's been playing this particular game forever you know so Hashtag Storm Saga Systems. <laughs> I mean, it's already Storm Saga Games, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, st or actually, what was it? Storm Keep Systems? And then he didn't like the acronym, and he changed the acronym. 
I did. Where did it go? What? Oh, somebody else came up with something. Stormkeep systems talk. and Storm Saga games. Oh, okay. Stormkeep systems. I like it. That's not bad. Although I, I don't. I mean. Storm Saga systems. I, I take it that means we're going to be branching out into things other than games. So <laughs> I don't know what yet, but it's it's beginning. It's a wonderful beginning. We can't wait. Not at all. We're looking forward to it. You're right. The bright side is we get to create the future that we want. I don't know why I'm speaking in a fancy accent anymore. But no, seriously. You're right. This is going to be a good thing in the long run. Um, uh, and we, we basically get to keep the heart of Dungeons and Dragons alive for real. Yeah. Through our own actions and, and uh, through, you know, um, pushing forward with this creative imagination, you know, uh, this community of, of uh, I guess, what are we? We're like imagination crafters, right? Yeah. That's what we are. Misfits. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Misfits, yes, that too. But, uh, oh my gosh, I love it. Well, guys, I appreciate you all hanging out with us for this special edition of Bandwidth and Banter today. Um, next week will be a bit more mundane as we uh, work on technical things and, and to, get, to get things fancier and, 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 and more specific. We're Yep, we're going to be working on uh, getting some overlays up, doing mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've made a lot it's of progress this week, for sure. <laughs> all right, so uh, with that said, we're going to wrap up. Druids, stay stay on, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit more if that's okay with you. I know you want to get to your stream, but... Uh, um, My stream? Go. My stream will be postponed a little bit because we are getting a walkthrough by our... Uh, Rent, uh, because we rent. We're renting, we rent our house, so we're getting a walkthrough today. Oh. So my stream's gonna be a little late. But I will be streaming. Make sure you guys, um, check her out this afternoon. Me too. <laughs> we'll see you on a little bit later. So what time are we, do we expect you, then? Um, so around 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. That would be 5.30... Uh, my time central okay uh, i'll be able to see you a little bit before i go live myself but that's okay <clears throat> it's okay you know what i might put the contacts in i might put it in we'll see it'll be a mystery <laughs> poor aries you're picking on him <laughs> now we we love you guys you know it and we appreciate you and so uh, with that, you'll have a wonderful afternoon. Check out her stream. Check out my stream. And uh, we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.